Canoe Podcast. I am Chris Evans. That is my friend, Trevor Allstrom, a.k.a. Gorgeous George. And Gravel Shits, coming at you live. What's up, people? What's up, everybody? How you doing? Good. All right. Well, Trevor, glad you're here. Thanks. Is the song okay? It's terrible. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, man. So how was your day? Good. Taco Tuesday is here again. Taco Tuesday? What does that mean? People in America like to always associate Tuesdays with tacos, which... Why is that? Even though they hate Mexicans. Nah, not everybody. <laughs> just the Trump supporters. Just exactly, the Trump supporters. Exactly. And that build one, that wall, they say. Who's going to build it? You are. The Mexicans. Damn it, that's terrible. What's funny, like, the Latinos that are all for... This, this stuff that's like, well, we'll keep out... There's there's enough of us here. Let's keep others out. I've met some guys oh, that are man, like... It's that. a thing. It is it's a, a thing. thing. He's like, man, there's enough of us here. Keep them there's out. There's enough conservatives in uh, South Florida. There's enough conservative Latinos that have enough money that are like... I know some of my, my family members and I wouldn't want to be here. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, shit. That's terrible. We don't advocate that, folks, and I hope that you don't, but... In the meantime, you know, keep an eye out, I guess, for people, I guess, that are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them out there. But anyways, people like to spice up Tuesdays, pun intended. Yeah, it's a white person's holiday. I, I know. They're taking it away that. from the Latins. I'm here for the Latin community, Trevor. Odile. <laughs> I would know about that, wouldn't I? Amigo. <laughs> this, segment, this segment is brought to you by uh, rice. Everybody loves rice. And tortilla chips. Tortillas. Hey. This segment is brought to you by hot sauce. I fucking love hot sauce, man. <laughs> I concur. All right, Trevor. So what are we doing here today, man? What do we got for topics? feel like we're spinning our wheels talking about rice. <laughs> Actually, you wanted to do a whole thing on ice cream. Talk about ice cream and cookies. Eventually, we get to Neapolitan. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream, scream for, for ice cream. cream unless you're throat. deaf, because then you don't know the ice cream man is coming. I like that. <laughs> or mine. It's a Helen Keller sort of joke right there. Oh, Lord, you can't talk about Helen Keller, man. You're going to get it canceled. Hey, girl that was deaf, dumb, and blind, damn, she plays a mean pinball. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a funny one. Here's one for you. Why is Helen Keller such a bad driver? What? I didn't hear she was a bad driver. Okay, why is she? Because she's dead, asshole. It's very true. (laughs) Did it. There you go. All right. (laughs) So, yeah, Neapolitan ice cream. I got a whole thing about this. You do. So, my whole gripe, or my whole experience last time I had Grinds your gears. It grinds my gears, yeah, you're right about that. The whole experience I had last time I had some Neapolitan ice cream was basically all three of the flavors in a swirl. You got your strawberry, you got your chocolate, and you got your vanilla. Which is fine. When they're all separate. And, and I'm not talking about people here. I'm talking about ice cream. 
talking about dairy desserts with different flavorings. You're like the Jim Crow cream, creameries <laughs> right over here. You can't mix them all together or else you just don't get a good flavor. What kind of psychopath is like, I'm going to swirl strawberry and chocolate and vanilla all into one. Probably a hungover guy named George that's over like in Ohio or some shit. All right, George, listen this. up. I ain't dealing with your craziness. <laughs> like, I like my chocolate separate. I like my vanilla separate. And I like my strawberry separate. He's just separate, like, oh, okay? you were keep, supposed to keep them separate. He's like, well, you know, I was hungover. And, you know. <laughs> Swirled them all together. So, <laughs> You know, Margaret, she was nagging at me all night, you know, and I accidentally hit the button. If you you go to have some vanilla ice cream, right, I bet you just like the taste of vanilla. If you want to go have chocolate and vanilla, now you're you're flirting with danger, you know? I don't mind mixing mixing the the whites, blacks, and the reds together, Chris. I have no problem. Well, who's putting colors on them, Trevor? I was talking about flavors. But how, how do you I know? don't know, Trevor. Do I know? don't know. What? You better go back to ice cream school. <laughs> so, and if you really want to hey. live on the edge, you drag a spoon across the whole thing. Get a little chocolate, a little vanilla, and you get a little strawberry. You have dangerous right there. But I think that they should all be separated because I like to enjoy them separately. And I don't think that's a lot to ask. Keep your Neapolitan ice cream separate, people. Now, but now when we're talking about making people, mix it up, baby. Mix it up. I like my strawberries mixing with my strawberries and or my <laughs> <laughs> cherries. I mean, I mean, I like my strawberries. Strawberries mixing with, mix my with vanillas. vanillas. Yeah. And then chocolate and then, you get, then you get you know strawberry vanilla milkshakes. Oh. All the boys to the yard, damn straight. Damn straight all my milkshakes bring boys to the yard, and damn right it's better than yours. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, so that's my whole thing about ice cream. And my another thing about ice cream that I hate is that Trevor's an old man when it comes to ice cream. He likes to pick taste. his weird uh, uh, I like chocolate, chocolate chip with mints. Yeah, my chocolate mint. Strange. Wow, it's good. He says it's good. I say it's an abomination no, because it's, it's basically like eating toothpaste and eating chocolate chips. You're just not mature enough yet, Chris. It's too mature, it's just too cool for you. Yeah, he's just, he's upset because he eats ice cream the way a 60 year old does. And I try to enjoy the life of a chocolate and a vanilla and a strawberry uh, segregator. Yeah. (laughs) But no matter what your ice cream flavor is, it all comes out brown. It does. Yeah. But. If you have glow-in-the-dark poop, please tell me what that flavor of ice cream is so I can do an experiment. How would you do that? You have to eat glow sticks or something. Imagine just had glow-in-the-dark ice cream. Just like that'd be fun. That'd be funny. Glow-in-the-dark ice cream, man. Million-dollar idea, people. Glow-in-the-dark ice cream. Because nobody likes to eat ice cream in the light anymore. <laughs> Everybody wants their ice cream in the dark. I'm writing that down. All right, I'm gonna patent it right here. Blowing the dark ice cream. You're now hearing the beautiful background noises of Eugene, Oregon. Can't nobody hear that? Ah. Alright. Yeah, so how was your day, Trevor? Everything go good? He was at work today. Yay. It was good. Got my machine fixed. Yeah. Got caught up on work. In case you guys don't know, Trevor works at a job where he works on a machine, and that machine 
doesn't always work with him. It's an old machine. It's what happens. Instead of just getting it replaced, they want to save money and just stretch it out. They want to buy a lot of chocolate chip uh, mint ice cream, huh? They don't, they don't put any of that the money old, towards the old uh, ice cream, uh, the old salt blades, huh? I should find out what the old man, I bet you it's chocolate mint if I was like, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream, John? If he says chocolate mint, and we're like, ah! Because I've known much old guys and chocolate mint. That's how they roll. So what are you That's telling me, roll. Trevor, that you know that you're an abomination to ice cream and people in, in general? What? Hey, I bet there's young people like chocolate men also. Who? I bet if you went and asked a bunch of college students, you would eventually find some people. That could be yeah. a survey we do. Yeah. Just flavor, favorite flavors of ice cream. I'm going to ask like we're under 25. To, we're going to have Under 25. To, we're going to have to do favorite flavors of ice cream surveys. So we'll have Neapolitan as a flavor. Yeah. We'll have chocolate mint as a yeah. flavor. So... We're going to make this happen right here. And then we do, like, uh, we'll do a couple standards, you know. We'll do, like, uh, chocolate, vanilla, maybe, uh, like, a, a Rocky Road or some shit. I don't know. What are other good ice cream flavors? Okay, so it's right down what we're using. Trevor's trying to write, folks, but his hand was broken in a crazy accident of him saving a child from a burning building. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And uh, I was in Bulgaria. He's never, he's never been the same yep. since. It also happened in Bulgaria on a rainy Wednesday. In the rain? It was that crazy. Man, now isn't it, was, it ironic? No, it was Don't actually. You think? It's, it was pretty It's dry. like rain! <laughs> no, it was actually. It was a hot day. How hot was it? It was like the fury of a thousand suns. It's not that hot. You don't even know. You don't even know how hot it was. You're not a human thermometer. Nope. <laughs> but I was wearing my mercury vest, and it was getting uh, redder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I wore the mercury, yeah, mercury vest. vest is just like one bad poke, and I'm dead. <laughs> but I, I make a fashion statement when I wear this vest. But I'll tell you what, though, if it gets to my bloodstream, I'm gonna trip like a motherfucker. <laughs> Mercury poisoning, I guess you just trip Mad out. Mad disease. Yeah, you trip the fuck out, and then you die, but you're just... Ah. That's a, that's an interesting way to go out, mercury poisoning. <laughs> I wonder how many people died from mercury poisoning when they were using it in just basic stuff. I can tell you a famous person, Paganini. He was a famous classical player. Sure. He died of... That's how he died, mercury poisoning. They kept polishing his hats. That was how they used to use it as like a hat polish. Yeah. And then people would put on their fancy hats. They would get on their and head. They'd walk around and they'd sweat and the mercury would mix with them. Ugh. And they'd start getting all trippy. And then all of a sudden they'd fall over and be convulsing. That's pretty crazy. So let it be known, folks. Don't drink thermometer fluid. And don't use, don't polish your hats with it. Possibly don't wear mercury-based vests or suits. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's cool. Yeah. Trevor's all caught up in the world of uh, scratching and scribbling right now. He's living in the paper and pen. He's a writer. He's a writer. She's a dancer? You're a dancer. <laughs> like that bonfire? Yeah. Shout out, Trevor bonfire. Trevor uses a lot of music. 
and he dances and he does his TikToks, his Tic Tacs, as oh, the yeah. young folks call them. Actually, I, I do more of the footloose thing. When I get really angry, I go to an empty warehouse. And you gotta cut loose. And I start. Loose. I just start doing crazy dances. Yeah. And then eventually, I end up going to a to a big party out in the country. What kind of dances do you like to do? I'm joking. I'm not a huge dancer. So, Trevor, you just lied to America. No. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I mean, I've done, like, swing dancing is pretty fun. I've you done... threw a chick? <laughs> only once. Only once. But only one time. I'd be so scared to throw a person. Like, if you drop them, you look like an idiot. Plus, There's somebody's a... hurt. Yeah. Plus, you got to finish the dance. And then you got to go check on your partner. You imagine them being, like, brutally hurt? Yeah, no, I've never, like, tossed someone during a dance. <laughs> Swing competition? <laughs> yeah, there's a hard miss, and then some girl goes flying 20 feet, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> what, swing competitions are outlawed in 36 states. Yeah. And some asshole just keeps putting up just, just blades everywhere because he knows they're going to start swinging people, so he gets cut. It's the problem, man. They figured out a long time ago that mosh pits were a lot safer than swing dance floors, <laughs> you know? And yes. The, the rural uh, communities of swing yeah. dancing died off. And people just bring their pitchforks in there for some reason, and then they just have them lay. There's random hay bales sitting around. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hoedown. It's a hoedown. There's also a donkey show in the beginning, too. I think you went to the wrong place. Oh, that was the mariachi. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Wrong place, wrong sorry. place. But, I would, uh. I wouldn't know about that, would Yeah, you? I heard they got great, great burritos. Best burritos. It's <laughs> fictional land. Don't worry, folks, it's all fake. It's all, it's all a ruse. We didn't land on the moon, the moon landed on us. <laughs> Malcolm X is an astronaut. <laughs> oh, shit. Trevor, stop scratching stuff down and be here with me in the moment. All right. He's trying to avoid confrontation. I got something for you. <laughs> Next topic. We can do uh, actually childhood obesity and how obesity and how it's uh, affected things even pop culture like Cookie Monster, who was not allowed to eat cookies anymore for a while because. He was considered a culprit of promoting childhood obesity instead of just being parents doing bad parenting. Well, I think it, it comes with this whole Michelle Obama trying to eat healthy wave, you know, when the president's uh, wife really got behind that. Yeah. She started doing a lot of, like, things on Sesame Street, a lot of things with the kids and whatnot. Yeah, she did. And I guess that maybe at a point somebody said... This guy's just stuffing his face with cookies. Now, I know he's just a puppet, but what kind of <laughs> message is that sending to children? That cookies are good? I mean, we all know that cookies are good. But you know what's better for you? Broccoli. <laughs> so we're going to turn him into the broccoli monster. <laughs> and the kids will eat the broccoli. Because if they don't, we'll shoot no cookies. It's like, what? Yeah. So yeah, they Cookie they, Monster was pissed. They screwed over the Cookie Monster. Yeah, he was mad as fuck. They about took his that. cookies away. Yep. And now he's the broccoli monster. And he's probably gonna commit a lot of murders in Sesame Street because he's that mad now. Sesame Street just ends up on Law and Order. Yeah, because Cookie Monster. Ice T's just walking around with Big Bird, and he's like, "Yo, Bird, what, what happened?" happened? <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, I don't know, man. I wasn't here. I was, I was on the corner. Yeah. He's like, what were we doing on the corner, Big He's Bird? Like, Slanging, man. You know me. I've been out in these streets, Sesame Streets. It's hard out here for a giant bird. <laughs> Everyone say I'm a pigeon all the time. I'm not. I'm a dove. Get it right. Uh, I think it's just you know, they want to make it. Uh, they want to make it more palatable for everybody. The problem is, is not everybody can be right. You know, there's got to be some wrong in the world. If you think for a moment that like, eventually everybody's gonna be equal, it'll never happen. I saw a weird clip of a movie today, and it was like. Uh, a world where equality had been established, but it was only by masking up beautiful people and weighing down strong people with like weights and that makes them stronger. No, because if they take them off, they're like they're thrown in jail. Oh, so they're not allowed to take off their masks. They're not allowed to take off their weights. So they have to live that way. So they have to be equal to everybody else. You know. So I thought that was pretty nuts. And there's a, obviously an anarchist that's like, I'm not wearing this shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, punk rock. Crazy, though. That is, a, that is pretty crazy. Because, I mean, if we're working towards that, man, you might as well put a bullet in my brain now. I want a world where there's people that are different. I don't want a world where there's people that are all made to accept everybody yeah, else. conformity. And made to fucking... Yeah, it's, it's just going down a really weird route, man, where, you know, everybody has to be accepted or else. There's no other option. There's, like, you do it because it's time to do it or else. Or else. What? And it's like, we'll take everything. Yeah. What is going on now? I'm getting ready to do the uh, album review here. Oh. Oh, okay. Trevor's got something he wants to do. Yeah. So Trevor had this idea to do an album review. I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know what he's doing on his phone though. He's doing some weird stuff on his phone. No, I just found out. I'm gonna play the second song here. So let me talk about what it is. So the band is uh, Black Breath. They're from Reggie Bellingham, Washington, so a little bit north of Seattle, so the greater Seattle area. Kurt Cobain territory. Yeah, and they're a uh, death metal slash grindcore band. And Black Breath is their name, and the album is called Slaves Beyond Death. I'll play you 30 seconds from the title track. Okay, Trevor, you got it. Right. Slaves Beyond Death. good album the first song it kind of gets you it's it's kind of I guess 
Not their fastest song, but it's a decent one. But if you don't like it, wait for the second song. It's pretty epic. And after that, it's just 30 minutes of just like heavy grindcore. And then it will be just like super heavy sections that are just death metal and other sections grind and then kind of mixes them. And yeah, you have just obviously like dark sort of subjects like Reaping Flesh, Seed of Cain, Arc of Violence. I wonder if there could just be one that's really nice and positive in the middle of all of it. Just that would like be fun. rainbows and kittens. Yeah. You know, and then the rest of them are like bleeding, suffering, oozing. It'd be, it'd be like, um, I'm, you've seen like uh, SpongeBob SquarePants the movie, how there's a song, Ocean Man, that's like some super goofy, like ch- sort of like children's song right in the middle. I don't know. That would be pretty funny to do, though. Yeah, yeah, kittens and rainbows, lollipops and and little girls. Yeah. And then it's like fetus head, you know? Or just play some dying fetus, death metal band. I think if you were going to be a really cool metal band, every once in a while you'd throw a joke in there. Oh, yeah. You know, just something hilarious to throw all the people off and then, like, something that your fans would really appreciate. There's, like, some sort of comedy with it. If you, I haven't been to the shows over in Europe, but they do crazy shit where, like, the black metal bands, they'll just have, like, beheaded pigs and just pound their heads into spikes and have them up on stage and just literally just have slaughtered animals on stage. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they're like, now it's time to bring out the box of kittens. Ah! And it's just a giant box of kittens and they're just all adorable and they just like run around on stage, you know, a bunch of kittens. That'd be dangerous for the kittens. People would be dancing around. No, no. You know, you let them run around for a little bit then you pick them back up and you continue the show. It's like, it's time for a kitten moment. And then just a bunch of kittens come out. Everybody <laughs> pets and plays with the kittens and comes down off of it for a little bit. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, back to the brutality. You know, because oh. you got to have some love in there too, man. That's what I'm saying. That would be pretty epic if you... <laughs> I would just be worried It's about- time to pet a kitty cat. <laughs> That'd be pretty epic. I think all the hardcore rockers would be like, boo, rip that cat's head off, man. They'd be like, what? (laughs) What? You want me to rip this cat's head off? Get that guy out of here. Somebody do a background check on him. (laughs) What, Trevor? What are you going to say? That's metal for you. We rip off animals' heads. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. Alice Cooper, yeah. It is pretty metal. <laughs> I concede. You win. Metal is pretty crazy. But it, I still think it'd be hilarious if they did something, like, adorable. It's like Metalocalypse, like, when they're doing all this hardcore shit, and then, like, there's a there's a super happy moment, like, Toki's... Having some crazy, like, childlike dream or something. Yeah, yeah. why not? Like, Toki would be the, like, he's a super happy rainbows in the middle of all this, like, darkness and all that. Sometimes you gotta have the light amongst the dark to be able to even see the dark. It's true. If you can't see anything, then you 
don't know anything. You ever hear about this crazy experiment they did? I don't remember where it was done. I think it was in Russia, maybe, or maybe in the United States back when they were still doing some pseudoscience. But basically, they took a kid and they fed it and they... Leave that thread alone. Oh, yeah. I'm tearing apart Trevor's cushion. I'm sorry. His, his old butt cushion. <laughs> Need to get you a new one of these, man. Yeah, you're just ripping apart shit over here. Trevor's mad because he doesn't have a lot of nice things and I'm breaking his, his crap. <laughs> just gonna, like, kick right through the chair, just all of a sudden. What chair? <laughs> I'll be like, damn it, Chris. Boy, can't but they things. took this kid and they um, put him in a closet. And they only allowed him to see light for like very short periods of time a day. And eventually he ended up going blind. <laughs> it's like uh, he didn't ever use his eyes. It's crazy. Yeah. So don't do that, people. Don't lock your children in closets where it's dark. Otherwise, after a few generations, you'll get like Smeagol like people. Ah, hey, precious, precious. They'll be hanging out in yeah. underground caverns and mountains. Whoa, Waiting to tell riddles to hobbits in weird, dark places. Rudy. Remember he's Rudy yeah. from another movie? <laughs> and Rudy. Yeah, fucking Rudy himself is there. It's awesome. All right. So what else do we got here, Trevor? What other topics do we have? Oh, we got, we got the whole thing on space. I, I feel like I'm phoning this episode in. All right. So we got... First, we talk about Channel 5 News of Andrew Callahan. Yeah, shout out Andrew Callahan with Channel 5 News, man. What an amazing fucking dude. What an amazing yeah. show he has. He started out with Vice News, but he got screwed over, so he went over to start yeah. his own thing. Yeah, he was a part of doing uh, All Gas, No Breaks. It was his concept. And uh, Vice gave him a little bit of money to help him out, and then they basically tried to take control of his creative uh, abilities on the show because yeah, um, and then uh, he said no and he left and started his own shit channel 5 news which is an amazing uh, channel on YouTube yeah where he interviews people randomly at events like talk Trump about, rallies talk about and, how he's dressed uh, he dresses in a very nice suit that he got from the dollar store or not the dollar store the Goodwill yeah I believe yeah he found an old Old uh, interviewer's suit or a suit somebody might have died in. Yeah. <laughs> like you're a newscaster, like legit. He does skateboard, I know that. <laughs> he also likes to go to punk shows and go to mosh pits. Yep, he interviews pretty much people everywhere. And uh, one of my things that I love about his interviewing style is that he uh, allows the person to Talk. take the interview. You know, he asks like a beginning question. But then he just pretty much allows them through like small conversation to just overtake the entire interview. And that's yes. fine because you honestly want them to rant and rave a little bit. That's where you get the funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody's just going on and on. Like when the uh like the really shitty Super Bowl game that happened, remember when he interviewed all the Rams fans in LA and they're just going crazy? Yeah, he went ahead and uh, interviewed yeah. a bunch of people outside of the stadium. I'm not circumcised. After the LA Rams won the Super Bowl. Yeah, the guy, I'm not circumcised. And this guy's like, I'm Mexican and Chinese. We're all in this together. And they're all just going fucking crazy. The one part of that interview that I loved is there's some Indian guy in there that has a really hard accent and he goes, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, LA Rams. 
and it's just like, what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. These people are all pretty funny. Way excited. Yeah. But uh, he has a really great show. He has a couple people that work with him that are awesome. Uh, hey. He has another interviewer um, that does uh, additional interviews when he's not in town. <laughs> Um, and he has a, yeah, he has a, a guy that's a reoccurring character, a couple reoccurring characters, but, uh, Crit Mac, he's pretty funny. <laughs> he's a funny dude. He's hilarious. He's, uh, I guess a Crip from 55th, he claims. South Central LA area. I don't know, yeah. man, but, uh, yeah, one of the funniest dudes in the world. If uh, you ever meet him, he's all about Crip life and 55th Street. He he's all about, uh. Not being a custer, that's for sure. He rocks his blue, and he also likes to put a five sign on his forehead. Yes, yes, because he's all about that five. Well, that five life. That five five. But shout out Crip Mac, you're a cool dude. Shout out Andrew Callahan and his whole crew. Shout out Channel 5 News, you guys are awesome. Please keep doing awesome interviews. They're amazing to watch. Yep. What do you think about him, Trevor? I think they're hilarious. I have noticed, too, where he just lets people run with it, which is how you get the best stuff, because he just lets them be comfortable, and, and you they, people can tell right away, like, oh, he'll let me do crazy shit on here. So that's when you'll get, like, people flashing their genitalia, and, which I've, I saw one of the Church of Satan, this chick is just running around flashing her genitals at these, these uh, Christians that have these... Signs about protesting the the cat the signs, satanic signs signs everywhere. There's signs. This chick showing her bush right to the sign. You know. <laughs> no, I, I I think that a lot of the interviews that he does are at you know events that are very uh, very uh, hated. You know, or well not hated, but maybe uh, they're not always where you're going to see everybody, you know, like yeah. Trump rallies and, and things of that nature. So he goes and he finds some people that are just having a crazy time or some people that are about some really nutty stuff, and he just interviews them. He gives them the total floor to be like, yeah, maybe I don't believe all of it or, you know, uh, I don't agree with this. But when you hear the people talk and they are just, no matter right, wrong, or indifferent, they are just sticking to their guns because they don't know any better. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty hilarious because you just end up with a bunch of ignorant people talking on TV. Like the Trump rallies in LA and yeah. Yeah. The COVID uh, rally. He did the the Washington uh, interviews around the oh the the truck drivers. The truck drivers. Yeah. They didn't the even convoy. go. They didn't even go through the Capitol after driving all the way across country. They just went around it. They're like, oh we'll yeah, we're going to disrupt traffic. That was their plan eventually to disrupt traffic. And not even for that long. Just for like a short period of time. An hour or two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's drinking their coffee. They're like, come on. <laughs> so, but he, he's just a very interesting uh, comedian, journalist, whatever you'd like to call him. Um, and he's built a really interesting brand on just having a fun time traveling around the country and uh, interviewing interesting people. Yeah, I think that's that really interesting. Yeah, that you wouldn't normally get interviewed. Well, I mean, you don't hear from Middle America all the time. You don't hear from the dude in L.A. on 55th Street. Yeah, you don't hear from all these people. In or, you hear, or hear from the guy living under the bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you meet him, 
you definitely get to understand them a little more, even if it's not for the better. You know, understanding people is how you learn to accept them eventually. Yeah. You know, like we don't all have to agree on everything, but man, there are a lot of people out there that have some fucked up views. And, you know, if somebody's really like hard right or left, I don't give a shit as long as you ain't hurting me or somebody else. Yeah. That's the problem, I think. Um, a lot of people just go too hard sometimes. <laughs> go a little bit too difficult. There was that shooting just recently of the guy who went up into the Chicago uh, grocery store in a black neighborhood and just shot a ton of people. Fuck. That's fucked up. He shot 12, killed 10 black people. So was, was, he, was the shooter a white guy? He was a white kid. He was racially motivated. That's what everybody on the news is saying. Um, you know, but... I think it's just a lot of these young kids get indoctrinated into the bullshit. Yeah. You know, and All they over the don't world. know they don't know which direction to turn, yeah. so they, they turn violent. You know? It's like kids that get talked into joining like cartels or like ISIS. ISIS. Any of those things. It's it's glamorous to have a gun, have a little bit of money in the pocket, be a little respected. Yeah. You know, that's a glamorous thing for especially a young kid. Especially if you're in like you, you know, know, or if you feel accepted. Yeah, that's another thing. I think a lot of these kids that are loners and shit, they don't feel accepted. We're two lonely boys, man, but it's one of those weird things where we are not uh, violent people uh, by nature. I think the world brings out the violence in us sometimes. But we don't choose to go out and just like, but oh, I think punch that, somebody for I no think that reason. that can change with, you know, a younger person or it can change with a person that's been radicalized by listening to too much bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you get into somebody's head long enough and you keep feeding them, you know, lies, eventually, you know, bad things happen. That's where Russia's fucking up right now, too, man. They're yeah, lying this, to all their people yeah, and their people are just seeing all the repercussions of it. And uh, they can't speak out against the, the state or else they'll get killed or they'll get thrown in jail. They've already tried to do it with a lot of people, man, just covering their tracks. But it's yeah. not working too well for them. Hey, you know what I could say about the Russian Army, though? They're an American band. They're coming to your house. They're coming to your land. No, Russia's fucking up, man, and they're going to be remembered for a long time for this. And it's not even the Russian people's fault. It's, it's more of Putin and, and his agenda. Putin and a few people under him. Exactly, yeah. because they want they want something over there that they don't have in Russia, you know, or they want to be remembered. I think it's honestly Putin's last last hurrah, yeah. and he's trying to be remembered by doing something, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, and he doesn't care who dies to get it. He's not going to die for it. Yeah, he'll be dead soon anyway. They say he's really sick. He has cancer or something like that. I don't know. Who knows for but, sure. But Who that's knows? the problem with people like that, is even if you do have cancer, you get some of the best treatment in the world. Because he's that rich. He's that rich, exactly. Powerful, because yeah. you're, you're built on people's bodies, man. Yeah. How many people do you think died under his rule? Quite a few. Yeah. That's our thing with our presidents, man. <laughs> We cycle them out every few years, but the powers that be keep controlling them. Uh, the president's like a figurehead these days, man. They don't make but you know some political decisions. 
you know, they don't really affect the change of the course of uh, the country too heavily. No, the senators and senators, congressmen, and the people that tie up the Supreme House, Supreme Court, like all those yeah. folks. They yeah, they tie us all up, and they get us fucking nowhere fast. And then before you know it, there's new people elected, or there's somebody else in there, and there's nobody to be mad at anymore. I can see Or that. you just ride it out for 40 years and you're just a terrible person but you keep getting reelected because you know the right people. True. Uh, the government has a lot of flaws that way, man, where bad people can stay in uh, office or in power because of holding a position of power. They use that to, to stay there. It just... The problem is we have so many people now, over 7 billion people. And it's not like the old days where you just had a small village of everyone you knew, and then they would randomly like someone to be in charge for a while, and they would honestly just try to do the best for the village and then pass on someone else. Well, the problem, I think, lies in, uh, you know, you can govern a hundred people. You can govern a couple hundred people. You can govern a couple thousand people. But once you get to like 10,000, you know, once you get above that number, it's, too many it's, it's a lot of people to try to control. So, you know, these smaller countries even, man, they struggle with it. You know, there's rebellions constantly. Oh, yeah. But when you have uh, infrastructure and when you have, uh, you know, backup plans, contingencies, that's what the government has, man. They got a lot of backup plans. They so do. if X, Y, and Z goes wrong, they got A, B, C, D, and F, you know. And negative green sofa. Yeah, okay. exactly. They got operation do this. But, I don't know, man. We're off on a tangent here. I do Government have... sucks. War sucks. People that uh, use their power to fucking hurt others suck. Yeah, fuck off, all y'all. Right, here's another <laughs> one. Uh, Next movie, topic. Movie review. Movie reviews. We watched an awesome movie last night. Trevor, what was it about? So it was called Old Henry. Yeah, speak up. It was called Old Henry. Old Henry. And the actor's the guy that was in Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah. What's I forget his name, but he was one of the three brothers. Yeah. He's good. He was also in Holes. He played the therapist in he, Holes. Yeah. The, he's been in a lot of movies. He was a lot in, of westerns. No, westerns. But he played Billy the Kid as an old man after he escaped all the the craziness he was involved in and settled on the farm and had a family. Wife died, but he had a son and he's just trying to be a simple farmer and he and his brother-in-law who live next to him and then trouble ends up their way and he helps a guy that got severely wounded, brings him back to life pretty much. And then this guy brings about a whole other gang of bandits to show up just the violence gets to a point when the old man Henry was his alias he has to bust out his Billy the Kid persona and handle these guys and it freaks the son out and by then the movie after he's killed all the bad guys uh, one of the guys turns on him that he saved then his son kills that guy and this is the dad's sign he tells him to go off and live his own life and he'll have to deal with his dad being Billy the Kid and then dies. And then yeah, kid heads off to see the world. 
And What'd you think of the movie? It was good. Yeah? Scale of 1 to 10. I'd give it like a... I'd give it like an 8. Like an 8? Yeah. yeah. There you go. So but, yeah, check out Old Henry. It was a 2001 movie. Oh yeah. But, uh, also, Trace Atkins, the country singer. Oh yeah, Trace Atkins. Plays, plays the brother-in-law. Yeah, plays, plays the brother-in-law. Hey, he does a good job. Yeah, I remembered that. That was a pretty cool little, uh, little hey, how are you? Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, it was a great movie. I really liked it. I've gotten into watching these um, movie reviews on YouTube, and basically it's a movie recapped in 12 to 15 minutes, you know, and they do a really good job with, uh, you know, getting to the, the points of the movie and kind of the reasons why, and I think they do a great job telling the story. And it's really cool because if you want to watch a movie but you don't have an hour and a half to two hours, you know, you can watch a movie in, you know, 15 minutes. It's like watching the highlights of a fight. Exactly. That was 25 minutes, but you see what happened in five minutes. That exactly. This and this happened in the fight, and then the guy got knocked out. Yeah, it's all the highlights, which is awesome because um, sometimes in movies uh, you don't want to go through the shitty dialogue. And you don't want to go through the shitty scenes. You just want to see the cool parts. The stuff know? that's filler in between the badass parts. Exactly. Because yeah. I think a lot of movies do that where they uh, end up randomly having a moment in time where they don't have anything to write about. Yeah. You know, they're just filling it with time and dialogue, you know, or they cut it together and they added scenes that they shouldn't have added because they just needed more time or, you know, stupid things like that. Or, or try to be like fucking. The remake of The Hobbit, where they try and they got greedy, and instead of using just one one book, they gave a three and a half hour movie and just expanded this whole storyline and made yeah. up this whole thing about a white orc and a bunch of shit that was not in the book at all. Like, no. what do you? It's like they're just trying to go the Game of Thrones route or the Star Wars route. Yeah, because the. The Lord of the Rings was such a successful movie that... I think that that's what ends up happening with a lot of things, is that it was so successful that they get greedy, greedy and they try to keep piggybacking ideas off of it. And also, Peter Jackson... They're doing that right now with that Top Gun movie. Yeah, well, Peter Jackson didn't direct it. He gave some advice, but he was not the the head director of it because he wanted more than they were willing to pay. Well, the problem is, I think... We have these directors that are great that get paid good money. They don't always want to do the projects, though. Like Peter and they, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And when you're a certain level, Lucas, when you're yeah. at a certain level of being a director, you gotta get to call your your fee. Like your you Scorsese, know? like yeah, that level. There's yeah. no there's no issue with what to pay Martin Scorsese. Pay pay what he says. Yeah, or Steven yeah. Spielberg or something exactly. like that. George Lucas. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, you, there's just certain things that are done in Hollywood where they know that certain people need to be paid off. You yeah. Know? Uh, and even if they're going to make a shit movie, I think that ends up happening more often than not. Will Ferrell's in an interesting point in his career where he's making a lot of shit movies. You know, Will Ferrell's come out with a couple of good films. And he's a really great improv and comedic actor. Yeah, he's on Saturday Night Live. He was on Saturday yeah. Night, yeah. But he has gotten into being such a big entity like Kevin Hart, you know, that he just does these movies that I think pay him well, you know. Yeah. Instead of doing really cool films or really funny films, you know, they're 
just doing the movies that the kids are gonna like or basic filler yeah. story, not yeah, not like yeah. a deep, well thought out, provocative film. No, but like I mean, he didn't always do those films either. Like what was Elf? You know, Elf was him as a elf character from the North Pole that was a dude. And hot ass Brittany Murphy was fucking in it. I don't remember her in uh, Elf. She was the the chick. Oh, she was the elf. I didn't watch Elf that much. <laughs> I had to watch it in high school. They, I remember it came out in high school. And we ended up like watching one time, like right before Christmas. The teacher didn't want to fucking deal with us damn kids. So she was <laughs> like, like putting on a movie. Yeah, you can't shut up and watch it. Pretty much, that's what he did. Yeah, I could tell he was hungover too. Just hungover guy. He didn't give a fuck. It's like, all right, we're gonna put this on. And yeah, you uh, do your homework or something, you know. He's like, do homework from other classes. And then he just kind of like took a nap. I remembered uh, movies. Shout out public shitty schools. I remember movies in uh, class. There was a really funny time um, in my American history class. I think it was in like ninth grade or tenth grade or something. Uh, The teacher was going through something in his personal life. Like, it was obvious he was coming into work and he was he was just going through something. And he just happened to have to go to work. Yeah, so what he was doing at the time was he was trying to show us the Patriot, Mel Gibson, because he was like, yeah, there's some American history in here, you know. And so, you know, the whole thing was we'd watch the movie and we'd write, you know, a couple pages about it, you know, something like that. Uh, but it was it was weird because the class was an hour He'd come in, he'd do a spiel for like 20 minutes, take up a bunch of time, and then he'd sit down and he'd start the movie, but he would like fuck with it. Like, like he would like, I don't know, he would go through the menu options and he wouldn't play the movie immediately. He was messing with the DVD. So 30 minutes go by. He eventually plays it. It's like a three hour movie. It took us two weeks to watch the because Patriot. Because he broke it down. Well, because he kept fucking up and doing weird shit, and he was just like, I think he was just killing time. <laughs> that's that's what he was trying to do, was just kill time. So that he could, you know. And he did that for two weeks with us. It had nothing to do with American history. We had already been supposed to move on to other chapters. He's like, no, you're still watching the Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> the other teachers, they were like, hey, you... They should be on to the Mexican American War now, and like the, he's like, ah, uh-uh, no, no, they're they're still dealing with the Revolution War. Yeah, I, that's probably something they don't talk about a lot. It's fucking teachers when they go through shit. Yeah. They, you know, sometimes they, they bring they that into the classroom. Oh yeah. Shut up, Billy. You're just like your father. He's like, how do you know you're like? How do you know I'm like my dad? I don't even know my dad. It's like, yeah, well. <laughs> no, I've I've definitely caught teachers drinking before. Like, we had a world history teacher that, when I was in the, when I was in tenth grade, sophomore, this like older lady, you could always smell, you could always like smell whiskey on her breath, and she had a drawer that she let no one open. Uh-huh. She always kept it locked. And one time this. Student was like, "Well, I need to put these papers somewhere, and I need I need to put them in there." And she tried to open it, and she was like, "No, no one goes in my locker." Uh, and like, I walked. I one time peeked through the door when like everyone had left. I saw this chick open it one time, and she like was pulling out a bottle, 
and then I like knocked in the door and she put that shit away with this <laughs> and like you could smell it on her but I mean she was cool but yeah yeah she's the teacher that drinks at work and yeah, she was, was already cool. she was old she was like in her 60s people were just waiting for her to retire yeah she yeah. was about ready to retire she, she'd like talk about how her dad had been in World War 2 and how just people are shitty pretty much I had a teacher, uh, an algebra teacher. Nice. And uh, I think it was like eighth grade or ninth grade, something like that. But it was like ninth grade, yeah, I think that's what it was. But she told me, uh, and the whole class basically, she goes, Look, I've been here for 30 years. Uh, I can't get fired at this point. So I'm just riding the wave. So I'm just here for the next couple of years and. You know, she basically went on about, I'm going to try to teach you, but if you don't get it, you don't get it. And and we were all just kind of like, what's going on right now? But <laughs> I think she funny. was just dead ass serious because uh, for that whole year, I took her class once and I knew a bunch of people that had taken her class and they were like, yeah, she's just a bitch. And uh, I got to experience it. She cared about a couple of the students in the class, the ones she thought were... Uh, you know, receiving of her, her good graces and shit. Yeah. And then for the rest of the class, she didn't do dick. She just told you to read the book. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, yeah, she phoned it in the whole year. I didn't learn dick about algebra. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a bad class. I ended up getting into a fight with some kid because I was, like, really frustrated in that class. And me and him were actually friends, but, like... I don't know, it just it was a weird day and I was pissed off at her and I was pissed off at this kid and ended up getting into a fight in her class. Um, her shittiest teacher I ever had was Miss Saunders. Let it be known, fuck that bitch. And she was the algebra teacher? Yeah, and she I think she retired maybe five years later. You know, so she really was just phoning it in, riding out the wave. She was like, I'm a not well paid teacher. I've got tenure. I'm riding this out, and you kids are not fucking my problem. <laughs> and I was just like, well, technically she's right, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, I don't know. That was a pretty funny thing. We got any more topics, bro? I feel like we missed something. I'm actually waiting. To, I do have another one I've been holding off on. Okay, well, we got 10 minutes left. Let's so, the uh, recent declassification of all the UFO sightings. Okay, yeah, there there was a thing I saw today about the Navy releasing a, over 400 uh, sightings in the past year of uh, unidentified aircrafts, video, uh, sound. It's really interesting because that means that there's a ton of shit that we can't account for in the skies. I've also seen where they had to declassify photos for the last hundred years. Mm. And there were stories of, like, the Korean War weird sightings, World War II. There was all kinds of weird alien sightings sure. that got talked about that both sides of the war saw that they couldn't explain. Uh, even World War One, they talked about right. just weird, crazy shit because it was a weird, crazy war. So, well, I think in general, man, there's always been things that you can't explain. Like yep. there's always been stories, and there's always been myths and legends. There's things that you know that humans can't explain how it happens and why it happens. Wait, well, Men in Black. So I got Will Smith there to, make to sure slap you aliens in the yeah. face and tell him not to talk about his wife. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna forget about this problem. 
back. Will Smith, <laughs> get it together, man. What are you doing? Yeah, he, he goes. Chris around. Rock, get it together, man. Stop letting people slap you. <laughs> this is, that was really weird. Now he didn't do anything afterwards. Cameraman, get it. I think he was a little shocked. I think he was Camera, a little shocked. Cameraman, get it together. Why? But I, I think he knows that he could have started saying a bunch of wild shit. And he was like, I'm not going to embarrass you in front of everybody right now. Because <laughs> Chris Rock probably knows some shit about Will Smith. They've been yeah. friends for a while, or they've known each other for a while. Yeah, he could have said, he could have probably spilled some crazy beans. <laughs> I've seen you on Epstein's Island, nigga. It's like, whoa. What the fuck? Will Smith was on Epstein Island, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that plot twist? No. <laughs> That'd be weird. Jaden Smith, he was born on Epstein Island. He was a product of it. That'd be funny. Oh man, we're coming up with crazy Will Smith conspiracy theories. <laughs> Will Smith is a flat earther. I, that's more. That's more believable. <laughs> True. Like he just believes in some weird shit. I don't know. All right, man. I think we're about there, guys. Trevor's gonna help us wrap up real quick, and we're gonna call this one. I, uh, I feel like I got, I got one more thing. Oh, oh, Trevor's got one more thing. On the, uh, I read this article in the Smithsonian Magazine. Shout out, paperback things to read. He likes magazines. So the Smithsonian Magazine, that article, and it's called "The Wonder of Abby Loeb," and he's a Harvard astrophysicist that just wrote a paper. She wrote a book about how there's probably aliens out there and we had this giant rock thing that recently came through and it was the first observed thing to ever come from out of the solar system and it went not too far from the Earth like we could see it. It went within our solar system. We ended up calling it the uh, Almama Oh my ma! And as a Hawaiian, oh, as a Hawaiian uh, name, it uh, means the first to visit. Uh, and yeah, the the thing is, it was like this giant rock thing, but they couldn't figure out what it was, and it was this weird shape, and it would like slow and speed down that they had never seen like a comet or asteroid do. Okay. Like it did some yeah, crazy like, shit that they couldn't explain it. And, and that's kind of where the UFOs are doing and that, the same thing. This guy things. was saying, "Hey, maybe this isn't just a giant asteroid thing. Maybe this is a UFO." And he and he's a top head of a like Harvard University. And when he said this and wrote a book about it, all these other professors are fucking losing their mind. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're being crazy. So like he's. If you were gonna travel by a nearby planet, what would be great camouflage? Uh, An asteroid or a comet. Asteroid or just something. Man, shooting basic- star. You know, any of these things could yeah, I- possibly be being used. As to camouflage. fucking camouflage. I'm not gonna lie, like being just a giant rock thing, like a giant asteroid. Great. Because we yeah. have the technology enough with satellites to be able to see outside of our fucking our solar system, or not out of our solar system. Well, yeah, out of our solar system. So maybe this. Is but a- we can see outside of our our. So it could have been like a just a just like a giant satellite that's just surveying. Notices like what's over here? Yeah, they're out there, man. Aliens. Where the X Files are real. <laughs> yeah. Gonna call Mulder and Scully on this one. 
You're a fucking alien, Perry. <laughs> you're not a wizard at all. You're a shitty fucking alien from another planet. You got tentacles and shit. Yeah. I don't know why, but every time I think about the aliens, I think of, like, the gray guys with the big heads and the black eyes, or I think about the Simpsons. I think about the Simpsons with, like, uh, the, the two uh, squids that yeah. are green and they're in, like, space tubes. Yep. Those are awesome. Kang and Kodos or something. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember. <laughs> I remember, like, Maggie maybe being part alien. Because she was. That was an episode, yeah. Because the, the alien bang march. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was hilarious. All right, Trevor, you want to help wrap this one up? Trevor's got this new thing where he wants to do the intro and outro, which I was like, hell yeah, if it keeps you from playing guitar all podcast. <laughs> all right, here we go. Thank you, Trevor. That was nice. Yeah, We're going nice. to let you go here. It has been Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe Podcast. I'm Chris Evans. Trevor That's Allstrom. Trevor Allstrom. That was George. And we'll get at you next time. Thanks. Thanks.